0: Welcome back to another episode here on The Mindful Experiment. This is your host, Dr. Vic. And this week, we had a wonderful interview with Mary Beth Decker. And this is an interview that's going to be a little different than what we've talked about before. I brought energy healers on. I brought many different types of people in this realm. This one's an animal communicator. And can we really communicate with our animals? Um, why are animals in our lives now? Dogs, cats, and so forth. What's the purpose? What's the reason behind it? What is it doing for humanity? How are we elevating that? We share multiple different stories. She shares her stories on communicating and connecting, shares stories with clients, sharing things about your intuition, what does it really feel like sometimes, and how sometimes you get information. She's gained stories just like I did about different things that we've experienced in our own lives that kind of relates in those realms and so much more. It really gives us some peace and understanding of why we have those little ones in our lives. And what they do for us and the benefits behind it. And she shares this so wonderfully in this episode, and so much more. And I think this is critical for anyone who has a love, little pet, dog, cat, guinea pig, um, hamster, rabbit, you name it. A bunch of horses, cows, pigs, goats. but understanding what are they really, what they here for, and how it helps us as humans, because it's always a win-win-win. And Marybeth really dives into that really well in this episode. So highly recommend connecting to this and listening to this wonderful interview as I bring to you guys our interview or my interview with Marybeth Decker. Marybeth, welcome to the show.
1: I'm glad to be here, Dr. Vic. Thank you for having me.
0: I'm excited to have you on. This is a topic that I uh, I enjoy, and I know the listeners. Some of them are going to go, "What the heck," and some others are going to find some some beauty in this. And I know you'll eloquently bring that to the table. But it's one of the things that I think is is important in, in so many ways. Is seeing our little animals, not just dogs, pets in general, but there's there's another essence to them. And I think we're we're at you were just sharing this with me earlier. We're at a time in humanity, I think, where this is well, it's, it's, it's about time much needed. And we'll, I know we'll talk about that in a little bit. So I don't want to take away from that. Um, but before we, you know, I'm kind of curious, how did you get into doing what you're doing today? Like what's that journey that led you to this process?
1: Thank you for asking. Uh, and it's interesting. We were talking about that you had, had have a background in energy healing and actually for me, uh, becoming a Reiki master and learning other energy healing techniques. My dog started communicating with me Truly, I did not know that that could—that's something that that could happen. That there's such a thing as animal communication. Um, So I can tell you right off the bat that you don't have to be born with this gift. I think it's wired into our brain and into our energy bodies. And uh, you know, I I feel like I got lucky and blessed at the same time. Um, So I had the first two that communicated with me had passed on. So, you know, the good news for us who love our animals is I'm telling you from my, telling you from my experience is their soul, I'm going to go there, their souls do not die, their personalities do not cease to exist when their body dies, and they're still around, and uh, the ones I've met still love us, so... Uh, my first guy was Timmy. Uh, he was a poi dog that we got off the streets of Hawaii when I was stationed there in the Navy. And, um, he had passed. I was doing dinner, making dinner for the kids, uh, terrible cook, but that's what you got to do. And they, they did not starve. So, and I look out of the corner of my eye and there's my dog, Timmy sitting there and, and, um, I always like to do this he's he's always a one ear up one ear down guy with a, a big happy grin it was not what you think of a ghost where you kind of see him through seeing the dining room table no he was he was right there shocked as I'll get up timmy and then he disappeared but i it doesn't take it, it doesn't take 20 minutes to get stuff sometimes like it was man the guy's still alive he's obviously happy and he came back to tell me i'm good i love you we're, we're fine uh, and i'm like what a gift and that's probably two seconds uh so then i ha- my dog eddie girl dog named by the kids uh also came to me um uh, and um and she actually spent time comforting me because I, I was, I had just lost her and I had to go and staff an annual meeting for this federate, for this association that I was working for. And I was not up to being the hi, how are you?' here's your, uh, here's your packet, you know all that stuff. And she, she, I felt like she was with me on the plane and actually in the hotel room. Um, and and she got me through there so I could you know be the person that I needed to be for that that time with with the folks in the uh, association. And then then my live dogs started connecting with me as well. Um, and i'm I'm just trying to think I've got two big stories. I think we'll, I'll go. My dog Tibor, who just passed away last year, but this is when he was alive. He had a he had a rough start. You could tell there were a lot of uh, scars. And he was a year and a half, they think, when we, I got him, broken teeth, things like that. And so I knew he had a rough start. And but I'd be sitting on the couch with him, and I get a, a picture in my mind of a, a guy all suited up with this really thick jacket and pants and a, and a big dog like a German Shepherd running to grab his arm. And I saw it twice. I thought, well, you must have been around some folks that were doing training. And it happened more than once. So I, you kind of do this thing like, am I crazy? Uh No. I don't think so. I retired from the Navy, probably not. Working in an association, probably not. So this is real stuff. And at this point it was like, I've got to figure out what this is. And I found out from my friend, Mary, that um, there is such a thing as animal communication and you can be trained in it. So I got trained and that's where I, that's where it took off. I started working with people and animals.
0: I love that, and it's. Did you ever verify that story that he did was getting trained beforehand?
1: No, I was not able to. Uh, one of the things that you, <laughs> I, I did pick up also that he was probably in a, a dog fighting situation, and that that he had gotten away. Thank goodness. Um, but no verification. There's one of the things about intuition is it's always going to feel like your imagination. So I went with it uh, because I'm sitting next to the guy. It happens more than once. I have no background in dog training. I got to just accept that that's something real. So not in this case.
0: Yeah, it's one of those, it's fascinating because I love how you bring that up. It feels like your imagination, like you're just making this up in your head, but it's really not. Like, uh, it's fascinating how this thing works, I mean, different energy healing techniques I've learned, there's things that will come up in the healing process. I'm working with someone like, for example, there's someone who had a shoulder issue. And I was one of the weird guys in chiropractic school. And it was one of the things where this guy's like, hey, man, I know you do this, this stuff. He's like, I got a shoulder issue. I got a volleyball game. Can you help me? And so as I'm assessing his energy field, all of a sudden, I see like this little syringe and it says steroids. Now, why am I seeing a syringe? that says stero- He's not on steroids. I know that for a fact. I'm not on it. But I just saw it. And some told me grab it, inject it in him. So I did. And all of a sudden, I retested his muscles immediately after that were weak, and they were strong. And they were strong for about three and a half, four days. No pain, no symptoms, no nothing. And I sat there and I'm going, this is interesting. Okay, I don't know where that came from. But cool. That sounds good. And so, uh, but it's one of those things, yeah, like, I love how you bring that up because it is so true. It feels like it's just, yeah, it's one of the cool things I wanted to ask when you saw your dog, but you said you saw it, it looked 3d, like it was in the physical realm. Like you're looking at your, you know, in, in your, like seeing another person.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. It, it was, I, luckily I haven't, I haven't had that again. I guess he's, we were, we were pretty bonded. <laughs> so, uh, but, but it, it was amazing. and, and, uh, and of course, I since I since I've done this, I've had a lot of confirmations like you've had uh, about. I I tell them something and say, oh yeah, that's true. We know that's true, um, and that gives me a, a more confidence to continue to do what I'm doing. My funniest story is I was uh, they wanted to know what the dog's favorite thing was, um, and I'm like, well, it's white and it's sweet and it's chewy. And in my head, I'm thinking marshmallow, but I'm like, what? I've never met a dog that likes marshmallows. So I explained it to him. They said, Are you talking marshmallows? I said, Yes. And she says, She loves marshmallows. I'm like, okay, I'll just share it. We'll see.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's kind of like when you do it, when I do work with, with, with humans and doing sometimes something will come up, and I'll be like, I don't know what this means. <clears throat> and this may be crazy. But I just know I need to share this because it may mean something to you, it means nothing to me. And then I tell them, like, how do you know that? I'm like, I don't know how I know that. It's just coming to me. And I have no idea what this means. And like, do you know? And they go through this whole story, and I'm just like, I'm telling you, I have it it means nothing to me. I don't know what it means. And like, how did you know? I'm like, I don't, you know, I have to go back and forth with this, but because they're just so shocked. Um, but it's one of the things where my I don't know, my story, I share this in my book. Where we used an animal communicator to help us with our dog in passing, and it was fascinating because we—I I had to make a choice. I was in—I was in I was at a point where I know holistically, holistically what I can do, especially for pets. I have a friend who can tap into the energy realms and figure out what he needs, and we can help them. And he said I could, but then I was like, "Yeah, I feel like I'm forcing though," and so I was like, "Let me reach out to someone who I know," and and they—they they were able—they were at, somehow they by the will of God they were available. And they were like, no, he wants to go and play with the, his his brown dog that's been around you guys all this time. And well, he wants to just go and play and run and be a dog again. And so I was like, OK, I'll honor that. We had no idea who that dog was. It was a brown dog. We don't know what it was. And I started asking my wife at the time. We just couldn't figure it out. It took about a month late, about a couple of no, was like a week or two later. My wife looks and she's like, that's princess. I'm like, princess. She goes, I had a brown German Shepherd. And she goes, the way that she explained how that dog was, that's identical to what I had. And I was kind of sharing, I'm like, well, you know, animals don't leave us. And you're, we were talking about that. You were talking about that earlier. And it's one of the things she's like, I go, but how? And I'm like, this is so cool. I love it. I love how it all aligned. I'm glad that we were able to make that decision that even though it still wasn't easy, um, but knowing what he wanted, that was that was more of like took a little pressure off um, instead of making that decision. So it's, it's kind of, it's cool how this, this, this stuff kind of works in, in many ways.
1: It is, it is, and, and um, yeah, and I, I wrote I wrote a book, a uh, piece of passing bec- about animal transitions. Uh, because it's so hard, uh, we, in many ways, it's a gift to be able to help them transition when they're in pain and they're not having fun, but it's also the hardest thing in the world to make the decision and live with it. Um, and the other thing, I, well, we'll go here. Another thing I noticed, I, I uh, did a revision of the book last year, was that our grief starts when we get the diagnosis or we see them going downhill. It doesn't start where we have to make the decision. It starts way earlier. And and I'm, I, I love people to just realize that they're, they're going through the grief um, and to remember that their animals didn't get that diagnosis they're they're feeling what they're feeling they're living with what they're living but they don't have the burden of whatever it is the veterinarian has told you Um, and to shift shift your mindset a little bit to being there with them through it
0: i appreciate
1: that helpful yeah
0: no i appreciate that because it's so true because you get so caught up in the mind and then it's like, well, this is what they have. And this is it. And this is the end. And this is what's going to be. And it's just like, we miss, and we do this with humans too. And then we miss the point of like, but they're still here. You're and still here. and in their realm, they don't, they they don't know the constructs of the human realm. You know, they don't know the minds, the things of how we do, how we work, how we operate. And so it's like, they're just living life. And yeah, maybe like this, but that's just their new experience. And they're just experiencing that. And they don't know when that moment. I think they do intuitively somewhere.
1: But not early on. They're just mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. I'm not getting up the steps very well anymore. Or, I got some pressure here. I've got some pain here. And this is, you know, I got to figure out how to make this work. Because
0: or... it was like my dog. I had a puggle, the one that passed. And it was funny because I connected with him later. I waited till I got through the grief and I was moved on and. So I can easy for the person I was going to work with to connect. And, and he, he was just like, you know, I just had a moment that I was trying to stay alive for you guys. You know, we had a, he got paralyzed in his back legs and we did chiropractic, all this stuff. And he rebounded really quick. And I was like, wow, this is really good. You know, we, we might be able to turn this around. And then he was like, but there was a point where I was done. And it was funny because when he said that, or when we're communicating for those who are listening, it may sound crazy. Hold on, just hold on to the story. Cause it does align. There was a point where when he said he was done with it and he wanted to just run and be a dog and be free. And he was done with this life. Like he got what he wanted out of it. And he said, I, I wanted to move on to the next venture. And what was interesting was, is he's progressing, doing great. Everything's awesome. And then all of a sudden, one day he just backtracks, like all the progress is gone. And I was like, what the heck happened? And then the next day he had a respiratory issue and that's what we had to make a decision on. Cause they were going to have to incubate him and do all these other things. If we didn't, you know, we had to make a choice in a day. And I was like, that's fascinating that he was like, I'm choosing. I'm, 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 and this is why I talk a lot of people about like free will. We have, this is what free will is. We get to choose when we're, you know, at certain points. And he was like, I'm done. I'm, I, I had enough of this life and I'm good to move on. And this is my exit point. I have an opportunity. And he's like, I'm jumping in. I love that. I love that. And,
1: um, Uh, it makes me think of a couple different things sometimes uh, um yeah i think that they just and humans too they have that big burst of like what i'm done is like okay i have got this much life force left i'm going to spend it on lots of fun
0: when you're ready to pop the question the
1: last thing you want to do is second guess the ring Um, uh, I know, uh, hmm. and then just, then I'm done. There's, you know, I've given it all off. I'm, I'm ready to go. And then, uh, so what else was, it? I was thinking of my, actually, we go to human real quick. My dad was, uh, was really ill. I was stationed out in San Francisco there, there in Buffalo. And, uh, he, he was pretty much coma like, and then he perked up when, and he was there for us when we got the, the family. There and he he looked down at my son who was probably four at the time and he grabbed his cookie and ate it and of course my at this point my dad's not eating anything and he had that time with us and then he went back into coma stuff and passed but he had that little piece of sweetness for with us and with everybody and then then uh, moved down so I think they they do that um, I also like to see their exits is. I live in uh, Metro DC, and there's the Beltway, which has a minimum of six six lanes in either direction around Washington DC. And I always think that there's there's more than one exit. People think if it's your time, it's your time, but I think we have choices. And uh, you can kind of say, whoa, what lane is my my guy in, my gal in, my little pup or cat or horse or gerbil? And you think they're like they're edging and they're looking at the exit and then all of a sudden they pull back over and say, oh no. And then other times they're doing really well. And I think of them all being in the, the fast lane and they veer through traffic and go, nope, I'm going. Um, it's been a fun analogy for me to think about mm-hmm. why we think this is it and then it's not it. Uh, or we think we're doing fine and then it's just they're taking off. They made their decision. As you say, they've got we free will.
0: I love that. And and I could share so many stories. I relate to that from a human perspective of working with yeah. mediums and in, in my time. Cause I had a cousin that I passed and 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 it was interesting. Um I have no connection with her. It's actually one of my parents' cousins are more closer to them. I just was with a medium. It was just like there's a lot of deaths happening all at once, a lot more than the norm. And I was just like, let me, I have no brief to this so I can just I'm just curious and and it was one of those things where she was like well I had one heart attack and that was a moment I could I had a moment at that time I could have left and then she was like but I wasn't ready yet I thought I thought about it and then I said no nah, I'm gonna stick around a little longer heart attack number two came and she's like I'm done and she transitioned so when I started talking trying to get this information because I didn't know this information I didn't know how many heart attacks she had I didn't know all these other things and it all verified every single thing verified to the T. And even about like towards the end, like when she was about to have that second heart attack, she was already saying like how people were saying, like she was tired of life, just tired of the the, the burden of life and wanting to move on to the next thing. And, and, but who, you know, all of a sudden here it comes. And I was like, and I have no recollection of any of this information. is what I love about this. I have no recollection of it. So do you do this with humans also? Or is it just you like to, because I'm assuming your experience with animals has helped you also open up the door to humans too. But I'm just curious.
1: I, I certainly, my focus is on uh, animals and the people that live with them, the family relationship. Um, and I I do energy healing for people. I don't have that level of mediumship that, you, that you're talking about that, and information that that is uh, coming in. Uh, I do have a sense of it. So what I do is with again. It's almost like I'm working with the family. No, it's not almost like I'm working with the family. We got the we got an issue. Uh, either it, it's a physical end of life or it's also behavioral. Um, let's see. Kitties don't always use the litter box uh, dogs come to us with anxiety because they've had a tough start, things like that. So, and then we, I work with the people too. I, I do human energy healing. Uh, usually it's in regard to the animals, our, our animals, but sometimes I do it just for humans. I offer that as well.
0: No, I love that. And we were talking a little bit about, you know, animals in the world and how we view them differently now from a human perspective and uh, i love to pick your brain on this and so much more because like i was talking when i moved moved to tennessee um they were like talking about northerners coming in and all that and they're like we know if you're from here or you're not and i was like oh yeah how's that and this one guy who's very very old school he's like i have a litmus test that i do and that's how i'll know he goes if your dog's starting to act up what are you going to do about it and he was, I was like, well, for me, I'm like, oh, I'm going to work with the trainer. I'm going to do this. I'm going to work on the behavior stuff. If I have to go deeper than an animal communicator, I'll, you know, I'll do all this stuff. And he's like, that's how I could tell you're not from here. He's like, what we do is if a dog acts up and it's not active, right. And it's giving us problems. We take it out in the back and take care of it. And I was just like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. No, no, they're, they're, they're more than just some living species that I'm superior to. Um, so, how is this playing? Like it, it, humans making the shift? the dogs—is it a win-win both ways? Is it because I'm, I, or just want to pick your brain on this a little bit and kind of see? Because I always think everything works out for a reason, uh, and uh, I'm curious to see what you have to say.
1: Yeah, that was that was a lovely discussion just by itself. Thank you so much. I I think that um, so this has come to me lately. I think I think that uh, the 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 shift that, that animals are now part of our family and um, is something that uh, is a mutual win. They're coming closer and they're bringing things in for us. Like we were talking about love and the fact that, that they just give us so much love. And, and as much as we love our the people in our lives, we're not so good at giving that level of love that, that most of our animals give. And I'm saying cats, too, because I love my cats. They, make, they show it differently, but they got affection if you can uh, work with them. Or sometimes they're real simple. But the point is that they're bringing a level of love and caring that is coming to us. And we are also opening our hearts to love and care for them in a way. And what I'm hoping is that means we start to see species as not we're the apex predators and everybody else is below us so we can do whatever we like with them because, hey, we're in charge, we're smarter, blah, blah, blah. But it's a relationship issue or not an issue, but a relationship of equals who all have something useful to bring into the world, that we humans, we've got a lot of good traits. So do other species. Um, I'm kind of hoping that is that opens up our hearts and for more of us that we shift and uh, find that we value other species and the world and the environment and nature in a, as another way and it starts maybe from that family relationship we have. I'm kind of open for that and, and to I gotta say one more thing to your point I do think that they come into their fam our families and they become part of our soul families and so now they've got they've got issues and things they're working on for themselves whatever that is that that's possible for them as well as us humans
0: i couldn't agree with you more on that last part too because like my other dog i have is he's he's uh his name's hank and um <clears throat> he's a he's a pit bull big boy 80 90 pounder and it's one of those things where when we first connected with an animal communicator we were he was so like disciplined like we'd be like sit stand and he does it like hmm. he just looks at you he's dead staring your eyes and, and all this stuff I and mean, i was like something's up. i want to figure out what's let's, let's learn a little about this guy And it was interesting because when they read him and he's like, he's chose lives before as like a military dog, disciplined dog, and they're going through some of his past lives. And she said, this life, he wanted to come into a home that was more nurturing and understanding to feel what it's like to have a different experience than when he had before. And 10 years later, I'm looking at that going, this is when we have this reading, he was only like six, eight months old. And now I look and I go, he's, you know, we're looking at, uh 10 you know almost 10 years later um it's so i could see it now like i could see that clearly of what was being told to us back then so i totally agree with you on that and i think the other thing too is like this is why studies show like you know if you have a dog i think it's a pet in general i'm gonna go with dog that's what i remember it could be a pet in general but um if you have a dog your heart your your chances of heart attack goes down by like 30 percent
1: there's a um I found a, the HeartMath Institute did a study and I, I got a link and you can, it shows how uh, we get in sync with them and our hearts start to relax and things like that. I think they do it with dogs because dogs are like, yeah, I'll do that for for you guys. What would you like? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah cats are a little bit uh they're interesting I yeah, like cats I, I don't know if I ever have one you know my wife's like I want to get a cat I'm like nope I said if we get our farm you can have cats outside I'm like is there something about cats I don't know but they're still oh, loving sorry. and sweet I love them I, I think they're great just having them in my house and everything and all that I'm like it's a different experience
1: it's one I treasure I'm sorry I got a cat that sleeps at my head
0: I love it. Yeah, you know, they're great. I mean, I, I go by people's houses and they have them, and I love they'll come up and purr next to me, and they'll sit next to yeah. me, and all this. And I'm like, see, I, I I dig them. And my wife's like, see, we should get one. I'm like, yeah, i do not know if I'm there yet. <laughs> not you give me time. I'm not there yet. Fair Maybe enough. one day. Not right now. I'm open minded, but no, I think there's it's just something about yeah the Heart Institute. Like do this with. So I worked a lot with kids. Uh, I'm a pediatric chiropractor, so I do work with tons of kids, autism, ADHD, all that fun stuff, and and. One of the things I used to recommend for therapy, because they had it nearby us when I worked in Chicago was they had a horse thing that they would do for autism. And they play with the connect with the horses. And I would always tell them horses are so intuitive. They had this happen. There was a study that was done, and there was this kid who had not study, was it was just in a they did they looked at this kid who would have seizures. And what what happened is that the horses knew this. Not that they knew he was having seizures. They just know his energy. And what the horses did is they slowed down their heart rate and they all sat and calmed. And then all of a sudden, the kid had no more seizures and would get calm. Totally. And so that heart rate variability that we're talking about, the brain, brain heart coherence, what we also know about it too is it influences. And so they'll use that like with horses are great for that um, because they're extremely intuitive. And uh, I don't know, to me, I, when I like, I tell my wife, I love dogs, I love animals, but man, horses I go, when we eventually have that farm, I want horses because I'm like, there's just something about them that's so, I don't know, their soul is so like to a whole nother level for me Um, because they're so big and so strong, but yet they're so, I don't know, it's just a, it's a, they're just majestic in in their own way, but I can talk about that all day. It's a whole nother conversation.
1: Yeah. And I've, I've met some horses that are uh, one, one horse, uh, I had to go to his person's uh, hospital room. Because he wanted to tell her goodbye, she was she she Pat was passing from cancer, and basically said, "If I was a man, I'd fight your husband for you." Because it was that kind of a that kind of a relationship that they had. And I I, I probably went over to the crazy thing, but that's what I heard, and that's what I told her. Uh, you know, as, as she was passing, and um, I think that I know that that was something cool that she was so glad to hear about.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. And, and the beauty that you're bringing to help people with that, because like, it, it, there's so much healing that comes from what you do. Um, When my March, my little guy, Marcello, the Puggle passed away when I connected later, there was something that he did that he's just, he was a son of a gun in, in many ways. And I, yeah. I remember I had to ask, cause I'm like, I know why he did this, but I just need to know from, let me, let me get my mind out of the way and just, you know, let you see what you say. Cause when he passed, he went through my, my basically through my waist and came out the back of my neck. It was one of the weirdest feelings when he passed because he fell into my arms. He told me everything. Like He's going to fall into your arms. He wants to die in your arms. He wants to do all this. And I was like, I can't do it. There's no way. And as soon as they put the sedative, he fell right into my, he like almost jumped into my arms. Um, Talk about some crazy stories, but long story short, I said, okay, why, why did you have to go through me like that? That was a weird feeling, but I have a feeling you wanted to let me know that like you continued on or something. And he goes, exactly. He was like this. He said, he wanted you to know that life continues on, that it doesn't end, that we it's just another we're just going to the next thing and we do this for infinity so he's like I just wanted you to know and feel that I actually left and I'm still alive and I was like in tears and but I'm healing through it and I was just like okay cool and that's the kind of work you bring in so many ways because mm-hmm. I mean the hardest thing I've ever done in my life was making that decision and having to go through it
1: yeah that's a you know that's one thing I've noticed, and some people will pick it up. I'd like to say it that if you're you're in the process, of, they're in transitioning, you can sometimes feel, just like you said, when their soul leaves the body. Uh, the first time I had it was my son's dog, uh, Peanut and uh, Peanut the Pitbull. <laughs> so and um, I looked at my son and I said, did you feel that? Because there was just a shift in the energy. He says, I did. And we knew that she had, even the body, uh, the body was still alive. It was, you know, they'd given the shots and all that. We knew that she had gone. And then somebody else I worked with got to tell people this now to just listen for it or feel for it. She said there was a, a sense of incredible joy uh, that, that hit her. And she knew that her her cat had had left the body, that sort of thing. So, yeah, I thank you for another story of confirmation that we, we can feel it.
0: Yeah, no, I just wanted to share, and let the listeners know that. And um, so, how can then people find you, follow your work, get connected with you, use your services, all those things?
1: The best place to find me is on my website, uh, sacredgrove.com sacredgrove.com. I I I have worked to put everything there. Uh, There's blogs and success stories and connecting with me, and that that's really the best way to uh, start the connection.
0: I love it for all the listeners. I'll have that in the show notes. Uh, Mary Beth, this was fun. I appreciate you taking the time and sharing your your um, your journey and your expertise and your stories and and in the all the little things that you have shared. Um, And in hopes to, at least for me, I know I could feel it in my heart and hope others can too, of just how there's more to life after this. But there's also that our little ones are there for many different reasons and how we can utilize and learn to connect and communicate with them to help them in their journey in this life and so much more.
1: Thank you. That's exactly it. Thanks for this opportunity.
0: And for the listeners, that's another great interview here at The Mindful Experiment. Until next time, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And Until next time, keep rocking and rolling. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.